Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. My Little Fairy by Galaxy Goddess A quick jangle of the keys and the bird had already started to make a racket. She could hear him coming to the door, and she was hungry. The keys briefly clattered against the door before a faint click was heard and the door began to open. An arm reached in and flipped the switch. Rick sighed as the light flooded into the apartment. Leah was squawking up a storm. All right, all right already. Knock it off. Rick fussed at the salmon-crested cockatoo as he began digging in the cabinet for her food. He sighed again as he filled a cup with some water. He filled her bowls and left the cage doors open. He tossed a treat stick in the bottom for good measure. He flopped down on the black leather sofa in the living room and ran a hand through his dark hair. He had to work a double shift today, and he was exhausted. Rick took a deep breath and let it out lowly. He wanted to clear his thoughts before he went to his computer. He kicked off his black tennis shoes. Leaning forward, he propped his elbows on his legs. The computer sat there, calling to him. He got up and turned it on. He watched the screen flicker as it went through its startup. Rick turned and headed for the kitchen. The fridge was bare save for a few orange sodas in the bottom. He grabbed one of them. He whistled as he dug in the cabinet. He pulled out a blueberry muffin and opened the wrapper. Taking a bite of the muffin he turned back towards his computer. He admired the background for a moment before opening up his favorite game and logging on. He wiped a crummy hand on his black jeans. Leah began squawking again. He turned towards the cage to find her leg hung in the top. He put down his drink and went to the cage. He cooed at her while he tried to free the stuck leg. The crisis averted, Rick turned back to his computer. Before he could move, the screen got extraordinarily bright. Before his eyes, a girl fell forward through the light. He caught a glimpse of her face as she flailed her arms trying to stop her fall. She landed face first into the carpet with a little. Oof. Her blonde hair was in a messy pool around her head and on her arms in front of her. Her green-covered rump was stuck in the air. He could tell she didn't have any shoes on. I have got to work on my landing! She exclaimed as she sat up. She pushed her hair out of her face and looked up at him. She beamed at him. She was pale as moonlight. Her watery blue eyes glistened in the light of the room. She giggled then. It sounded like tiny bells. She wore a glittery dress covered in various shades of green. She sat back on her legs then. She hopped from that position and began floating in the air. She giggled again. His jaw was practically sitting in the floor. Rick felt his mouth move like a fish, but no words came out. The mysterious girl looked him over. He was lean yet muscular. His blue eyes twitched as his mouth kept that same movement. Who, what are you? He finally managed to choke out. Mmm. She grinned at him. My name is Gigi. She flipped her long blonde hair to the side. Rick looked her up and down. Her long, silky, smooth legs were perfectly crossed at the knee as she floated in front of him, apparently sitting on air. She leaned forward and propped her elbow on her knee and her chin on her fist. You're even cuter up close. She leaned towards him. 
She laid on her stomach midair with her feet kicked up behind her. Wah, what are you? What are you doing here? He stammered. Well, honestly, I live here. She rolled over onto her back. Rick gulped as he could she straight down the front of her dress. And no. No, you don't. I live here. This is my home, Ricky. She sat back up. She stretched. His eyes were glued to her every move. I am technically a house fairy. I used to be a wood fairy, but they tore down my home and put up these apartments. So now this is my home. Fairy? How, wait, how do you know my name? Rick eyed her suspiciously. What part of I live here didn't you hear? She asked impatiently. I've never seen you. I'm a fairy. I can change my size at will. Fairy. But you have no wings. Ricky, I thought you were better than that. I've seen those games you play. How do you not know that things are not always what one person says they are? Do you think all elves have such long ears? Gigi pointed to the character on the computer screen. Well, actually, no I don't. Rick said slowly. Look, it's like this. Mortals have to have a reasonable explanation for everything. It's the most frustrating thing ever, but they do. A long time ago, when mortals first saw fairies, they couldn't believe we could fly if we did not have wings, so we created wings for mortals to see. So it got around that all fairies have wings. Don't you see? Gigi floated over to the desk. It's just like in your game here. Someone said, hey, I think elves have long pointy ears, so over time those ears got longer and longer, until they became what you see on this screen here. It's just one person's interpretation of what something looks like. So, elves don't have long pointy ears? Rick found himself joking. Mmm, some do, but not all. They tend to hide in plain sight, really. Gigi picked up his orange soda and took a drink. So elves and fairies are real. Rick said slowly. What else is real? Mmm, dragons for one, though most of them were hunted to near extinction in the Middle Ages she said absently. She was enjoying the taste of the orange drink. It was so rare she got to steal a sip. Wait, what? Most? Rick stammered. The rest went into hiding. Their numbers are much larger since, but it was such a terrible tragedy. You eat a few livestock, which humans leave so conveniently laying around, and suddenly everyone wants you dead and think you're going to eat their women. Mortals are so base. Gigi sat the kin down and turned back towards Rick. But they're so large, how do you hide? Gigi put a finger to Rick's lips. Maybe you have played the games too long, sweetie. Things are not always as people portray them. Gigi smiled at him. His eyes were beautiful. Dragons used to only be about the size of two humans, three at the most. They were not these huge monsters whose faces were as big as a man. She flipped her hair. Rick watched her, mesmerized. He was having a hard time grasping the situation. Then why? People see weird things when they are scared. Oh, now there are dragons that big, but they're older than me. How old are you anyway? When was King Arthur born? She tapped her chin with one slender finger. I forget. Now what just a minute? Rick blurted. King Arthur has never been proven. Gigi held up her hand in Rick's face. So you accept dragons without question but you flip out when I mention a human figure? Gigi shook her head and sighed. 
I thought I knew you better. I'm sorry. Rick lowered his head. Gigi looked at him in surprise. I'm sorry. This is just a lot to take in at once. Why are you here anyway? Well, it's simple, really. I wish to give you anything you want. Rick's head jerked up at that. Wait, what? Why? He stared at her. She giggled again. Because I have been watching you, Ricky. I like you a lot. I want to see you happy, so I'm here to give you whatever you want that is within my power to grant. Rick blinked at her. He closed his eyes. Okay, think. This has got to be a dream, or some drug induced something. Someone spiked my soda. He thought to himself. Gigi giggled again. Is there a problem, dear? She teased lightly. You name it, and it is yours if I'm capable of doing it. He opened his eyes. She was still there. She was still sitting there floating in midair. I actually don't want anything. He heard himself say. She raised an eyebrow. So, nothing at all? Not a car, or a new house, or even a bowl of cornflakes? She cocked her head to the side. No. Honestly, I can't think of a thing I would want. He said with conviction. Besides, what would you want in return? He asked cautiously. Ah, I see how it is. She giggled again. Nothing. I want absolutely nothing in return. He stared at her then. He could tell she was serious. Even as flippant as she was being, he knew she spoke the truth. There's got to be something. Actually, there would be one thing. She trailed off. I knew it. Rick muttered. Gigi shot Rick a sly smile. He found himself backing up half a step. You would have to put up with me. Ah. Rick blinked. He bumped the bird cage and Leah let out a squawk of annoyance. He reached a hand up and stroked her feathers absent-mindedly. Of course, you'll have to do that whether I give you anything or not. She laughed at her own joke. I like you, Ricky, and I want to be around you, regardless of what you want from me. So it's either put up with me for nothing, or get something out of it. You know, for your troubles. She winked. I still can't think of anything I want. He trailed off as he looked her up and down. Some eye candy wouldn't be too bad to have around the house. He shook his head at the thought. This was insane. Where would you stay? Here and there, where I always have. I'd be out of your way, I just want. I just want company. It's been so long. She trailed off. He saw the sad look on her face. He really couldn't deny her such a simple request. Okay, you may stay. He said reluctantly. Her face lit up and she smiled. We're going to have so much fun. He dove on him. He braced himself against the cage as her arms went around his neck. She hugged him cheek to cheek. He was afraid of where to put his hands so he didn't. She smelled like wildflowers. She bounced off of him and reached out to Leah. Rick grabbed her wrist. Gigi looked at Rick with a puzzled look on her face. She bites. He said plainly. Especially people she doesn't know. Silly Ricky. Gigi smiled at him. I told you. This is my home. I'm very familiar with Leah here. I feed her crackers when you're not home. Gigi giggled. Rick found her giggle soothing and beautiful. He wanted to hear it more. Rick reluctantly let go of her wrist. 
she reached out and stroked the bird's neck. Rick was amazed to watch the bird close its eyes and enjoy itself. Gigi placed her hand at Leah's feet and the bird happily climbed up her arm. She floated back to his desk and picked up his drink again. That was starting to annoy him. How long have you been watching me? Hanging out in my apartment? For a while now. When you first moved here, I noticed you. I notice everyone who comes and goes. Sometimes I hang out and observe them. Mostly I steal tidbits of food. I don't actually need it, but I do so love flavor. She reached for the muffin. Hey, that's my last muffin. Rick blurted out. Oh, I know. She pinched off a tiny piece of the muffin and popped it in her mouth. I don't like blueberry all that much. I'm more of a strawberry girl. She winked at him. Leah squawked and flapped her wings. Gigi handed Leah a cracker. The bird happily took the cracker and began munching on it. Where, where did that cracker come from? Rick stammered. Magic. Gigi said bluntly. Food is an easy feat, but you just said you have to steal food. I never said I had to. I just do. I can't try new recipes myself, you know. I wait for someone to make something or buy something I haven't tried before, and then I snag a bite. I've actually learned a lot about cooking over time. It's just more interesting to try someone else's cooking. I don't even need the food to survive. I just like flavor. With a little wave of her hand, a blue bowl appeared in her hand. A wiggle of her fingers and there was ice cream in the bowl. That's pretty cool. Pralines and cream, one of my personal favorites. Gigi took a spoon and started eating the ice cream. Mmm, I'm so good. She licked the spoon. Want some? Yeah, actually. I do. Rick smiled. Gigi wiggled her fingers again, and a similar bowl appeared before Rick. He took it out of the air. He held the spoon up and examined a spoonful of the ice cream. He took a bite. It was real and delicious. This doesn't count as my wish, does it? Rick eyed Gigi. She giggled again. No, silly. I don't do wishes and I don't have a set number of anything. I'm a fairy, not a genie. So genies exist too? Rick took another bite. Actually, I'm not sure. I've heard stories, and I have to believe all stories have a basis of truth, but then again, I haven't really traveled, so all I can tell you is that they could exist, or they could be just another variation of a fairy. Gigi finished up her ice cream and then hoped down from her position above the computer. She had somehow migrated up there. Gigi walked over to the cage and let the bird get down. She then turned to Rick and held out her hand. He blinked at her for a moment before handing her his bowl. She turned around and walked into the kitchen. He followed her wordlessly. Upon arriving in the kitchen, Gigi started digging in the cabinets. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I don't have much food. That's okay. She didn't even look at him. Gigi began pulling out pots and pans. What are you doing? Rick asked at her back. I'm making pork chops, she said absently. But I don't. Gigi waved a hand in his face. Hush now. Rick silently watched her as she began pulling food out of thin air. Green beans went into one pan. Potatoes appeared and started peeling themselves. Gigi barely made any motions. The things just happened. It was as if they came from her mind. 
Meat went in the pan and biscuits went onto a flat pan. Onions peeled and chopped themselves. Why are you making it yourself if you could just make it appear? Rick cocked his head to the side. Because when I try to make it appear it doesn't taste nearly as good. I don't know why. She shook her head. Besides, she beamed at him. Cooking is way more fun. Rick pulled up a chair and watched her work. A lot of things worked on their own, but she took the time to make her own input. He was sure she could have even had that work on its own, but she truly enjoyed the meals she was preparing. Before long she began spooning food onto plates. Green beans, mashed potatoes with gravy, buttered corn and biscuits, followed by juicy pork chops. He hadn't eaten this well in a long time. A small table appeared in front of him, and Gigi placed the plates on the table. She hopped up and took her floating seat again. Rick timidly took a bite while Gigi began to dig in. Rick's eye flew open wide. It was delicious. They ate there, both content in the quiet of the night. Rick stood there, keys in hand, staring at the door. His eyes wandered back and forth between the number on the door and the knob. It was his apartment. He knew it well. Leah was silent behind the door. He knew why, but part of his brain didn't want to admit why. He had gone to work that morning. Everything had been as it was. Nothing changed, nothing out of place. The girl was even gone. He silently prayed he had not imagined her, or worse that he had frightened her off. The bird was silent. Somehow, that gave him hope. He stuck the keys in the lock and heard the click. Still he was frozen there, quiet, listening. A familiar squawk came and Rick's heart fell. Then he heard it, the giggle, a sound of tiny bells in a breeze. He knew it wasn't a dream then. He finally brought himself to it and pushed the door open. There she was, in the kitchen, by the stove, Leah running up and down the counter, the sizzle of something frying and the soft smell of cooking food. Some things moved on their own, but there she was, just as she had been last night, doing a good portion of the work herself. She looked through the window to the kitchen and smiled brightly at him. Hey, Ricky! I got started a little early. I hope you don't mind. I wanted it fresh when you got home. The places had already been set around the same table she had summoned the night before. He guessed it would be called summoning. He didn't know what other word to use. He sat down wordlessly. What's up with you, Ricky? You look like an owl. Gigi giggled. She began filling up the plates with food. She had prepared corn, green beans, and some kind of chicken. It smelled wonderful. I hope you like it. It's my own variation on the chicken the woman in 411 makes. She adds just a touch too much pepper in my opinion. Gigi sat in her usual floating position and began to eat. Rick slowly took a bite. What most put him off was how she acted like this had been going on for years. He wasn't sure what to make of her. After the meal, she took the plates and began cleaning up. She set most of this to work on its own. Rick leaned against the counter and watched her work. She was still in that same dress from the night before. He found himself staring at her shoulders. I can always take it off. Came a sultry voice. Rick's head shot up and stared into Gigi's face. She had a sly grin on her face, and her eyes dropped softly. Rick jumped back as if he'd been shot. Gigi's face froze as she realized she had just done or said the wrong thing. 
He looked like a deer about to flee. She quickly dropped her posture and looked down. I'm sorry, she said softly and turned around. I didn't mean to offend you, she murmured quietly. Rick shook his head and released the tension in his body. No, I'm sorry, I'm just not. He sighed. I'm just not comfortable with that right now. It's my fault, Ricky. I would never make you do anything you don't want to. I would never pressure you into anything. You must always know that. Her head moved but she did not turn to look at him. The soul must be as willing as the flesh. She ended quietly. Rick could see a partial reflection in the window above the sink. He could almost swear he saw a tear. G.G.I. My cookies, she said suddenly. Gigi opened the oven. Oh, they're perfect. I hope you like chocolate chip. Rick doubted there were cookies in the first place, but he didn't press the issue. He smiled. Actually, they're my favorite. Gigi looked back at him and smiled brightly. The sadness forgotten or ignored, he wasn't about to ask. She made him a plate and took it to him desk. She floated beside his chair. He sat down and took a bite of a cookie. They were warm and dewy. She had told him once that she watched him play all the time. He assumed she had always done it where he could not see her, but he kind of liked the fact she was so interested in his game. After a while he got sleepy, even though it wasn't close to his normal bedtime. He wasn't sure why he was so drowsy. Rick turned off the computer and headed for the shower. You're not going to follow me, are you? He said half-jokingly, eyeing her suspiciously. Only if you want me to. She giggled. He stepped into the bathroom. A thought occurred to him, and he stuck his head out. Have you before? Without my knowing, of course. She grinned wickedly at him. I'll never tell. A fairy has to keep some secrets now. She winked at him. Rick shook his head and got in the shower. Gigi lay down on his bed. She closed her eyes and stretched. The bed was extremely comfy. She could sleep here. She wanted to sleep here. But she saw the way he looked at her earlier. She sighed softly. Gigi crossed her ankles and put her arms up behind her head. She could always hogtie him and, nah, that didn't seem right. She did honestly want to make him happy and she honestly didn't want to ruin this. She had plans, she had wants and desires, to do things she hadn't done in decades. Gigi debated on taking a peek, like she had done so many times before, but she decided this time she would be respectful of his wishes, since she knew what they were now. She closed her eyes and lightly dozed. When he came out of the bathroom, Rick was surprised to find Gigi sleep on his bed. A tiny part of him hoped she'd stay there. Another part told him he wasn't ready for that yet. Waving his hand in front of her face, he checked to see if she wasn't faking. She didn't move. He leaned down. He was compelled. He didn't know why. He stopped short of kissing her. He pulled back. What was he doing? That was the last thing he needed to try. Rick pulled on some soft shorts and went to the other side of the bed. She was sleeping there so peacefully, he didn't want to make her move. Besides, he was confident she would respect his wishes, even if a small part of him hoped she wouldn't. He lay down beside her. Without being able to control himself, he finally pushed a lock of cool blonde hair off her face. Her skin was soft and warm, her hair as soft as silk. 
He played with it between his fingers for a moment. He dozed off with his hands still touching her hair. In the haze of sleep, he felt a hand touch his. It opened his fingers. The silky hair fell out of his grip. Soft hands run up and down his back. It felt good, soft and cool against his skin. He leaned in towards it. Soft lips caressed the corner of his eye and down his cheek. He didn't want it to stop. As if in a dream, unable to control himself, he reached out for the soft pink form in front of his eyes. I must be dreaming. It's got to be a dream. I can do what I want. He thought to himself. It was her. She was there. The dress had been discarded. She lay naked beside him, her body perfect and soft as he pulled her tight against him. He was naked too, in this dream, and he found that convenient, further proving to him that this was a dream. He ran his hands up and down her soft body, caressing her hips and trying to feel every inch of her, she snuggled against his neck. She kissed him there, her lips warm and feverish. She enjoyed the warm touch of his fingers caressing her warm skin. She needed this, she had been craving it. Giving in to all temptation he kissed her this time. Their lips met, their tongues clashed. They lay there, enjoying the taste of each other's mouths. She reminded him of cotton candy, sweet and soft. He devoured her lips and she met him back. She wrapped her arms around his neck and his arms around her back. His hands trailed down her but he felt the soft perfection of it. She pressed into him his erection pressing hard into her thigh. His fingers trailed up the crack of her soft ass. He couldn't stand it any more as he rolled on top of her. He lay between her legs, still feverishly kissing her. He pressed his cock against her pussy. She was dripping wet. His fingers went there next, he rubbed her soft flesh, and the feeling was wonderful to him. Using his fingers, he spread her lips wind and pressed his cock softly into the folds. He rubbed around her pussy with his fingers, enjoying the warmth. He then pressed his cock further into her pussy and moaned into her mouth with ecstasy. She was tight as hell and wet and warm as anything. He slid all the way in effortlessly, aided by her dripping warmth. He paused for a moment held inside of her. He looked down at her, her brilliant blonde hair spread across his pillows, her soft breast heaving as she gasped for breath. She smiled up at him with that sly grin from earlier. She closed her eyes and arched against him. The movement sent shudders through his body. He leaned his head down and sucked on the soft breast she offered up to him. She moaned and shivered under him. Shifting her legs, her feet sliding on the bed, she gripped his hair and called his name. He began to move inside her then. Say it again, baby. I want to hear it again. He murmured. Rick! she cried. Oh, Rick, please. Rick bent down and began kissing her again. He shifted his hips and began to pump in and out of her soft pussy. In and out he slipped deep within her. It was so tight and wet she practically poured around him, and he felt her juices slide on his balls. I want to feel them against me, Gigi murmured softly. It took a second before he realized what she meant. He went deeper so his balls pressed against her as did she know what he had been thinking? He surmised so. He sped up then, in and out while placing kisses on her face and neck. They moved together in a form of harmony and lust. She rising up against him, they meeting each other move for move. Neither wanting it to end, until they could do no longer. They came together, 
a rush of completion that felt too soon. They gripped each other as they shuddered and moaned in perfect symmetry. He didn't want this to end. She knew it had to, what had to be done, and she felt sad. It was all right, though. It would be okay in the end. They fell asleep like that, embraced, locked together. He buried his face in her hair and her neck. The world fell dark. The tapping on his forehead was irritating. He swatted it. A soft giggling came above his head. Wake up, sleepyhead. A soft voice cooed. More tapping. That infernal tapping! He fumed to himself. Would you quit it? He groaned and turned over. Gigi was leaning over him and giggling. I think you should get up, though it seems you were enjoying your sleep. If I let you sleep any longer you might run late for work. She giggled again. A thought dawned on Rick and he yanked up the covers. The same sleep shorts from last night were still in place. It seemed her really had dreamed it. He shook his head. What is it? She asked softly. I thought. He trailed off and looked at her innocent happy face. Nothing looked out of the ordinary, except he just now noticed her hair was full of glitter. He wondered if it was still as soft as... He stopped the thought and shook his head. Thought what? Nothing. About last night. He started slowly. What about it? Gigi giggled again. Did you have a bad dream, dear? You sure were kicking your leg and whimpering like a puppy. She broke into a fit of hysterical giggles. Why must you constantly compare me to animals? He asked with some annoyance. What else is there? She cocked her head to the side and grinned. Rick glared at her sunny face. Don't be late for work, dear. She winked at him then and flew off to play with Leah. He sighed and held his head. It was just a dream. He muttered and threw the covers off. He put his hand down in something wet. He looked at the bed. There was a wet spot on his bed. Could it be? He thought slowly. No, no, it was all a dumb dream. Rick muttered to himself. He got ready for work and headed out the door. Gigi watched him go and then sighed at the closed door. She went back in the bedroom and stared at the spot. She cursed herself for forgetting the sheets.it was the smell, not the sound that finally made him open his eyes. He stared at the clock by his bed. She had let him sleep in. He probably still would be asleep if it weren't for the smell of bacon. He wiped his eyes and sat up. It was already 10.30, and Leah hadn't made as much as a peep. Rick rubbed his neck and looked at her cage. It was empty. He grumbled slightly. Traitor, he muttered. Damn bird didn't so much as snap at Gigi. Every time she cooked, that damn bird was right there running up and down the counter. It didn't even make messes quite like it used to. He rolled out of bed. He stared at the sheets. Nothing. Rick didn't think there would be. She gave him all the room he needed and he was starting to dislike it. She'd been there three days now. Rick walked to the bedroom door and stared. Gigi was humming lightly to herself as she minded her cooking. The smell of bacon was near intoxicating. I see you finally got up, sleepyhead. She turned to him then and gave him one of her classic smiles. God, she was beautiful. He wanted to push that lock of blonde hair out of her face, but he dare not trust himself around her. She disavowed any knowledge of that night, not that he asked her outright, but he didn't want to run her off over a stupid dream. Rick sat down at the table. 
It was set already, of course, and all he had to do was wait for her to serve him. In a way that bothered him, in another way it was pretty cool. She seemed hell-bent on pleasing him. I hope you wake up hungry! She giggled. Always so happy, it was almost annoying. Gigi put bacon, eggs, pancakes, and little sausages on his plate. She filled hers up as well. I think you're trying to fatten me up. He laughed. I'm sorry, I just like flavor. I forget mortals have to limit themselves. Hey, I'm not complaining. This stuff is good. He picked up his fork. Good. She smiled brighter. I hope you like my bacon. I make absolutely perfect bacon. Modest are you? Rick looked at Gigi slyly. Well, I am a fairy. She winked at him. They ate and bantered together. Rick had almost forgotten what it was like to enjoy another's company like this. After they ate, she set the dishes to work again, and they went to his computer. He had gotten used to her odd floating. She drifted everywhere. It was as if there was a breeze in the house he wasn't aware of. Oftentimes, even she wouldn't remember how she got to where she was. Rick found that incredibly odd. Rick sat down to his game on the computer, and Gigi floated up beside him. He played for a while before realizing she was no longer beside him. He looked around in alarm. What's the matter, Ricky? Rick looked up then. He realized at that moment, she was wearing green shimmery panties. Gigi peered down at Rick's wide-eyed face. What's wrong? I can. Um, I can. Rick shook his head. What are you doing up there? The lady in 315 is making an interesting dessert. I'm waiting for her to finish so I can try a nibble. It looks so good. She stuck her head back in the ceiling. Stop that. He tried to look away. He really did. But there she was. You don't need to steal food. She stuck her head back down. I told you I don't steal. I watch how they make it and then try a taste of it. If I like the taste I can make it myself. If I don't taste it then I won't know how it's supposed to come out and I'll do it wrong. It's just a waste of time elsewise. I can't duplicate what I haven't tried. She slipped further into the apartment above them. Rick grabbed her ankle and tugged. Get out of there. What if someone sees you? No one but you can see me Ricky, and that's only because I let you. She tugged her foot loose and went in. Rick stared at the ceiling. Leah started squawking behind him. Oh, shut up. He turned toward the bird. Leah squawked defiantly. Yes, yes, your mistress has gone bye-bye. You damn bird. I thought you were my bird. Leah squawked and bobbed her crest at him. Rick was tempted to throw a sock at the cockatoo. Oh, this is yummy. The sound came from above his head. He fought it, but finally looked up. She was much closer this time. I got you a piece too. You should try it. You said you'd only get a taste. I can't help that the family dog wanted some too. What's that supposed to mean? Only that Scruffs told me that if I didn't get a piece soon, I'd have to share it with him. I figured you might have a problem with eating after a dog, so I snagged a couple of pieces before he dove in. She winked at him. Trust me, any that I just took will be assumed to have been consumed by the dog. Why do I get the feeling you gave the rest of the dog? Rick groaned. Well, given the fact they left food unguarded on the edge of the table, with a great Dane in the home. She paused to take a bite. 
They kind of had it coming. That sounds kind of mean. It's a lot less mean than you think. She took a bite of the dessert. I will never understand why mortals don't think others should get what they have coming to them. If you do something stupid and you should pay for your actions, you should learn from your mistakes, not be pitted. Stop feeling bad for people who do things to themselves. She licked her fork. Doesn't that sound right? Well, he started hesitantly. That's the problem nowadays. People think there should be no consequences to their actions, and then people baby and pity them for it. All it does is give that person a reason to be stupid. Used to, people would ridicule those idiots. Now people think we should baby them. It's so backwards. Gigi sighed and stared at her plate. I like you a lot, Ricky, but sometimes I wonder about you. That's not fair. Rick snorted defensively. Is it now? The plate disappeared and Gigi jumped down to the floor. Was it fair when they bulldozed my home and then couldn't sell the property because there were no trees? Was it fair when they killed my friends, my family? She frowned at him. Mortals are so base, so inconsiderate, and yet they expect everyone else to pamper them and bend to their will. I will not play a human game. Don't try to make me. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. Rick sighed as he finished. Just save it, Ricky. With that, she disappeared. He knew not where she went, and he sure wished he could find her. Rick ran his fingers through his dark hair. He sat there and stared at the screen. He clicked it off. He was disgusted, with himself and with humanity in general. He felt he needed a shower. Rick got up and went in the bathroom and turned on the shower. Undressing, he thought about how upset she was. She had said before that they cut down her woods to make this place, but it didn't occur to him what that actually meant. He got in the shower and closed the door. The water splashed over him as he tried to think. He wanted to make it up to her. She had already been so kind to him. He wanted to repay her. Actually, he just wanted to see her smile if anything. She had a beautiful smile. Unknown to him, Gigi watched this time. She always did enjoy sitting on the edge of the shower wall and watching him bathe. He had such a nice form. He was very muscular. She knew he worked out, but she wasn't sure where. She had seen an outfit that looked like those she had seen on the TV. She wondered if he went somewhere similar. One day she would follow him. Being able to change sizes as well as being able to turn invisible had more perks than anyone could imagine. Of course, there were some folks she wished she could unsee. She licked her lips as she watched him soap up. All she had to do to get what she wanted was to wait for him to doze off. An idea crossed her mind. She closed her hand tightly and concentrated for a moment. She opened her hand and stared at the pink powder. Grinning to herself, she blew the dust on him. The water dissolved it quickly and acted as a catalyst. Rick shook his head as he struggled to stay awake. He could feel himself dozing off. He leaned over and put his head against the shower wall. The water pounding on his skin lulled him into a light sleep. Gigi hopped down, changing size as she fell. Neatly tucking herself under him, she kissed him softly. The flutter against his lips made him open his eyes. There she was again, soft and naked in front of him. He put his hands on her hips and ran his hands back and down her butt. It was as soft and shapely as before. He was dreaming again, 
He knew it, and he didn't care. She was too mad to come to him like this, he didn't blame her, but he wasn't complaining now. He kissed her back. He gave in this time, he wouldn't hold back anymore. He devoured her mouth as she pressed up to him. His erection pressed into her belly as she pressed back. Her hands went up and down his back. She gave herself a little up and floated to where his dick slipped in between her legs. It rubbed against her pussy. He groaned as her soft folds rubbed the top of him. The water beating down on them added to the sensations throughout them. She deepened the kiss as he moved his hand down to play with her pussy. She was so warm as he slid himself inside her. Rick moved his hand down and pulled her leg up on his lip. They adjusted so her back was against the shower wall. He began working himself in and out. She moaned into his mouth and raked her nails down his back. Gigi rocked her hips against him and he drove himself deeper inside her. She needed this as much as she wanted it. She needed him more than he could know. He buried his face against her neck and began sucking hard on her. She gasped in shock and then leaned her head to the side and moaned. The water pelted her face and his head. He licked the water off her neck and sucked again. She closed her eyes and faced the ceiling. He pulled back and looked at the bruise forming on her soft white neck. Rick, oh yes, what is that? Oh please. She panted. Driven by her voice he picked up the pace. He felt her shudder and tried to maintain his balance. She shuddered hard against him and he felt her clam down as her orgasm took her over. He shuddered and almost lost his footing as he released her into her. With a sigh Rick placed his face on her neck. He felt himself drift off as he held her in his arms. With a start, Rick almost fell over in the shower. He felt his feet slip and was just able to stop himself. He looked around. She was gone. He had fallen asleep in the shower. He sighed and mentally chastised himself. Of course, she couldn't have gotten over her upset that fast. He finished up in the shower and stepped out. All he had done was given himself a slight hard-on. He pulled on his sleep shorts and lay on the bed. With a grunt and a sigh he went in the kitchen. Rick spotted a form by the window. Walking over to it, he realized she was sitting there, no bigger than a pencil. Gigi was leaning against the pane looking out. She looked like she had been crying. Glancing over her, his eyes fell to the spot he had seen the hickey. Of course, it wasn't there. Gigi, I'm sorry. Just go to bed, Rick. Leave me be. He didn't know what stung worse, the fact she told him to go away, or the fact she called him, Rick, instead of, Ricky. Leah's hysterical squawking woke him up with a start. Rick gasped for air as the shock wore off. Leah hadn't started off like this in a while. He knew why. She was gone. Rick stared at his hands in his lap. He wasn't even sure what he had done wrong. He struck a nerve, but he did not know which one. Tossing the covers to the side, he got out of bed. He walked with some regret as his feet scuffled against the carpet. His eyes wandered over to the little table. On the table sat a bowl of cereal, a spoon, a muffin and a note. Hurriedly, Rick grabbed up the note. Milk is in the fridge in a glass. Help yourself. Back later. Read the note. Scrawled beside the words was a little heart. Rick smiled at the note and went to the fridge. A blue glass of milk sat on the shelf. He took it and poured it into his lucky charms. 
He ate it slowly. Leah was running up and down the counter squawking her head off. Oh, shut up. She'll be back. Rick muttered at the frantic bird. He was glad she hadn't left altogether. Eyeing the muffin, he noticed it was fresh, which he hadn't had in a while. Rick enjoyed it carefully. Gigi knew what he liked. He wished he knew what she liked. Faint singing brought Rick out of his daze. Leah stopped on the sink and started bobbing her head. Gigi appeared by the couch. She sang softly to herself. In her arms was a bundle of wildflowers. She stood there arranging them in a strange vase. He walked up to her slowly. He froze midstep when he saw a faint bruise on her neck. Gigi, he said slowly. An edge creeped into his voice. Mm, what is it, Ricky? The bruise disappeared in front of his eyes. He blinked several times and concentrated on that spot. For a brief moment he wondered if his eyes were playing tricks on him, but it occurred to him who he was talking to. I've been. Rick shook his head. I think you've been messing with my head more than I know. He finished bluntly. Ricky, do you know the difference between family and friends? Gigi asked quietly. Well, I. He blinked at her. It's a fine line, actually. She sat down on the sofa. They say the difference between family and friends is that you get to pick your friends where you do not get to pick your family. That's really not true, I have found. She straightened her dress and looked at him expectantly. He sat down beside her and watched her face. She turned her face forward. Family members can be your friends, and friend can become like family. The only real difference is what you make it. People can disown their family, they can cast them out, and they can do the same with friends. But they can also form close tight bonds with each other that will never break. It's the same on both sides. People have forgotten this. Gigi turned back to him. He examined her then. It seemed like the first time he had really done so. She gazed at him longingly and quietly. She was beautiful, but not just because of her features, she had a quiet dignity he barely noticed. I'm not sure. He started. A long time ago, my family lived in the woods that were torn down to place this building. We had lived there for centuries. I'm not even sure how long to be honest. My family not only encompassed those who were bound to me by blood, but those you would consider friends. We all shared an equal bond. Even so much as the deer and bunnies were my sisters and brothers. We were a family. Mortals took them from the fairies, one by one. She stared at her hands. We did not blame the humans, they needed nourishment, and it is the way of the world. But they took more than they needed. They took for the fun of it. They took my family, and then as a final insult, they took my home. A tear rolled down her cheek and she closed her eyes. The fairies left. All of them. She looked him then. Except me. I wanted to stay. I thought I could fix things. I thought I could drive them away. But instead, they threw rocks at me, called me a dirty hippie. I tried to rebuild the forest, but it was to no avail— They paved over the fertile ground in which I planted my gardens. But you still stayed, why? Rick put his hand on her shoulder. I had to. I didn't know why, I questioned it from time to time, but the land called to me, said I had to stay, and I did. My mother said it was fate, that there was some purpose for me being here. So I stayed, I watched this place be built, 
I watched them throw trash. I stayed and I waited. I waited for the reason for staying. Gigi wiped her eyes. So I decided to make the most of things. I took food because it looked tasty. I learned to cook because it looked fun. I helped people from time to time. There was an elderly lady in 224. I used to help around her house. She thought I was a teenager from the local school. I made her happy. I sat and I listened to her stories and she let me use her stove and groceries. She taught me a lot. She died one day and I was sad again. She left me everything she had. She had no real family. Her kin had abandoned her some time before. I was the only family she had. She left me everything and I didn't know what to do with it, because I did not need it. It was the only gift she felt she had to give me, but I had no place for it. Then, a woman came. She had a little baby and nothing but the clothes on her back and a handful of money for rent. I gave her the old woman's stuff. She didn't know it was me, though. She didn't know the origin of all the stuff that was suddenly in her apartment. I decided it was the best place for it all. I knew it would have been what the old woman would have done. I then started visiting her, too. She thought I was a volunteer at a women's shelter. She made something of herself, and she finally bought a house and moved away. I was proud of her. I was proud of the way she was raising her child to be respectful to animals and others. She considered me family as well. I was sad again until I saw you, Ricky. I liked you. You were cute, and you were funny, and you handled people in a certain way. Plus, you had all those little birds. You were so sad when they had to go away. I wanted to comfort you. She sniffled. You keep asking me why, and now you know. I shouldn't have snapped at you, Ricky. I was just frustrated. Rick put his arms around her and pulled her close. She buried her face in his chest and sobbed quietly. He buried his nose in her hair and held her tight. The smell of wildflowers was intoxicating. He put his hand under her chin and pulled her face up. She looked at him through tear-stained eyes. Ricky, you're the first male I've helped at all. I don't like them usually. They're so mean, and they always seem to want to subjugate the people around them. If they aren't top dog... If they don't have someone to push around and put down they aren't happy. You're not like that, Ricky. That's why I want to give you anything you ask for. Rick laughed softly. You want to give because I don't take. Yeah, basically. Gigi laughed herself. Oh, I am sorry. I didn't mean to go off like that. I just... She sighed. I haven't had anyone to tell any of that to in so long. She sat up and folded her hands neatly in her lap. Rick reached out and pulled her back to him. Her head and hands fell against his chest. He put his finger under her chin and pulled her face up to his. He kissed her long and slow. She tasted like strawberries. She wrapped her arms around his waist and fell into him. He pulled her up in his lap and ran his hands down her ass. He tugged up her skirt and ran his hands down her panties. She put her hands up under his shirt. They began tearing each other's clothes off. She yanked his shirt, he yanked her dress. The rest fell soon after. Rick pulled her down on top of him. They kissed passionately there on the sofa in the middle of the room, either caring about anything else. His cock pressed into her belly. She lifted up and moved her pussy over it. 
She rubbed the head of his cock with her soft folds. He moaned. She slid down on his cock, pressing the length of him deep within her. They both moaned loudly. She began rocking her hips up and down. He gripped her hips and watched her tits bounce. He moaned and closed her eyes as she went up and down. She leaned forward and kissed him then. His eyes fluttered open and she grinned at him. He thrust his hips up to match her movements. They gained speed and she leaned back, her tits bouncing in the air. He felt her clamp on him and soon felt the brink of his own orgasm. He didn't want to come, he wanted to feel her for longer. He struggled to maintain. When she finally came, he could hold it no longer. They shuddered together as it took them over. She collapsed on him and panted. He buried his face in her hair and neck. Ricky, I'll give you anything you ask for. Gigi whispered into his ear. Rick nuzzled Gigi's neck, placing several kisses up the length of it as she giggled. They lay on his couch, Leah in her cage being remarkably quiet. The past few days had gone along blissfully. Now that he had come to terms with his own feelings towards her, and hers for him, it was much easier to spend time together. Ricky, I'm ticklish. She giggled. Oh really now? You probably shouldn't have told me that. He nipped her neck gently. Mmm. Gigi groaned softly. Gigi? Yes, Ricky? I think I know what I want. Rick said cautiously. What is that? Gigi adjusted so she could look Ricky directly in the face. I want to see your home. Can I do that? Before it was torn down, I mean. Gigi stared at him wide-eyed and doe-like. Rick tried to piece together her reaction. I would like to know more about you and the way things were. He paused and tried to find the right words. Is that what you really want? Gigi looked at him hopefully. He could tell she was trying to not be too excited. Yes, that's what I really want. You seem to know so much about me, but I don't really know about you. I mean, I know what you've told me, but I don't think it's enough. I want to know how you lived, what your family was like. I want to see the woods the way they were. It's been a while since I got out in the wilderness. I guess yours would be a good place to start. Gigi jumped up from the couch and threw her arms in the air. Oh, Ricky! You made me so happy! She pulled her arms in and giggled as she floated. One blast from the past coming up! She raised her arm in the air and pointed to the ceiling. All at once the room seemed to dissolve around them. Rick watched her from the couch. He was afraid to move. The walls fell like paint melting, the items in his apartment seemed like part of the picture. At once everything was gone, nothing but trees surrounded them. Before he could react, the couch disappeared and Rick fell to the ground. He landed hard, the breath knocked out of him. Gigi rushed to his side. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ricky. I have got to work on my landings. She helped him up. Rick brushed leaves and dirt off of his black pants. He looked around. Forests surrounded him on all sides. He was caught off guard by children running with some fawns. Rick blinked and wiped his eyes. Did. Did I just see what I think I saw? Yes, you did. As a matter of fact, that one was me. She pointed at a particular blonde child. Gigi smiled as she watched the children play. What about the time-space continuum? Won't this change history? We can't be seen here, Rick stammered. 
Oh, relax, would you? Mortals. Gigi rolled her eyes. I swear it. She fluffed her hair. You don't have to worry about any of this, Ricky. This is all in my memory. We aren't actually in the past. Nothing we do here will change anything. It won't even change my memories. You asked to see how I grew up. I'm going to give you a living slideshow. That is all. Stop being such a worrywart. I am not an anxious blemish, Rick exclaimed. Gigi looked back at him and blinked. She stared for a moment before erupting in a fit of giggles. Oh, Ricky, was that a joke? A pun, perhaps? From you? Oh, the hilarity. She fell back and laughed. I make jokes a lot, you just never noticed. Rick said defiantly as he crossed his arms. Gigi looked up at him. She floated back up and leaned into his face. Wow, I never realized how cute you look when you pout. She grinned at him. Rick took a step back and dropped his arms. I am, that is. Gigi burst into another fit of giggles. Come on, Ricky, I want to show you everything. She grabbed his arm and tugged him along. They approached a rather large grouping of trees. Within the trees he could see little windows and doors. Each tree seemed to be a different house. The tallest and largest of the trees was in the center of a circle. Surrounding the tree were mushrooms of every shape, size, and color. Everywhere he looked, there were more and more people. None of them looked like they belonged in the woods. All in the same type of flighty dress as Gigi, most of them in earthy and flower colors, all of varying lengths. The men seemed to wear a similar type shirt and loose pants. The part that confused him the most was the fact that all of people were various sizes themselves, some as small as a mouse, some as big as he and Gigi. What is this place? And why is everyone a different size and dressed the way they are? As I said, everything is not always as it is portrayed. Gigi floated in front of him. Fairies vary in size because we want to. If I wanted to be as big as a tree, I could be. I just don't want to be, and most don't. Fairies believe in using only what we need and nothing more. There is no excess here. Rick followed her as the scenes changed. Fairies also have no concept of embarrassment when it comes to dress. We wear what is comfortable to us, if we wear anything at all. Gigi pointed towards a grouping of people having a conversation, all six of them completely in the nude, none of them seeming to notice or care. In the winter we wear stronger clothes, in the spring we wear to shield from the elements, in the summer, we spend most of our time bare. It's a lot more comfortable. They reached a clearing. Rick looked down and noticed his toes were on the edge of a very steep cliff. Frequently, there is a need to climb to the mountaintops. It's a very refreshing way to clear your head. Some just like the view, some use it to scream. At that Gigi threw back her head and let out a wordless bellow. Rick grabbed his ears. What was that for? Rick exclaimed. Because it was funny. She smiled at him. Don't do that again. Rick rubbed his ear. At least not without warning me first. Gigi giggled again. K. She turned and started walking. Various animals came up to her. She patted each gently and they scampered off. She enjoyed her walk through the woods. Rick watched her with fascination. He felt as if he was intruding in her deepest thoughts. Please tell me more. How do you speak to the animals? He pressed. 
It's simple, really. Fairies share a telepathic connection with all things. The very air you breathe, we feel it, we know its mood. The plants and animals are the same. Sure, a tree cannot have a cognitive thought, but it has feelings, it has needs. We feel their need and tend to them accordingly. The scene changed again. This time, the trees were covered in orange X's. But when the humans came, they did not care about this. They did not care about the needs of the trees. Only saw them in the way. They stood before bulldozers and men in hard hats. Rick recognized a familiar figure before them. There she was, standing there, facing down a log truck worker. Her mouth was moving, but the words could not be heard. Rick watched the scene in horror as the man walked up to the girl and slapped her hard across the face. Rick stepped forward but an arm caught him. You can't do anything, Ricky. You can't undo the past, no matter how hard you try. Rick looked at Gigi and then back at the scene before him. The man pushed the girl and green down kicked her. The other men with him laughed. One man threw a beer can at her. It hit her on the side of her head. She got up then and ran. The rest of the men started throwing other things at her. With tear-stained cheeks and a starting bruise, the figure ran past Rick and Gigi and disappeared into the woods. The scene changed again. The girl was pleading with the others of her kind. Again, no words heard, Rick watched. He felt himself get angry as the others shook their head at the girl. She cried. They turned their backs to her and walked away. An older woman stepped forward. She pulled the girl to her and hugged her tightly. Mama, whispered Gigi. The woman wiped the tears from the girl's face. Whispering into the girl's ear, the older woman gave the girl courage. The girl straightened out and nodded. The woman turned and followed the others. What did she say? Rick asked quietly. She told me be as strong as the oak and you will find your way dot. The scene changed again, this time. It was the girl hiding behind a tree watching as the apartments were built, a single half-crushed daisy in her hand. And now you know, Gigi said quietly. She stood there, her eyes sad, fists clenched. Rick reached for her and hugged her tight. She collapsed into him and sighed. It was so long ago, but I remember everything as though it happens every day. She let go of him and turned away. I want to see something happy. Rick blurted. What? I want to see something happy. I want to see something you used to enjoy. I want to enjoy it with you, as if that happens every day. I don't know what to say. Gigi shook her head and looked at the ground. Say yes, Rick said simply as he shrugged. Well, Gigi put her finger to her chin. There is one thing I miss. They plowed it over, but I'm sure I can recreate it. Oh? Show me. Come on. Gigi grabbed his hand and pulled him in a direction through the trees. Close your eyes. Rick closed his eyes. He heard her giggling but didn't dare ruin her fun. He heard running water. All right, open them. Rick opened his eyes. Before him was a pool. Not just any pool, though. It was a small pond being fed by a stream. Gigi danced over to the edge. Isn't it awesome? I used to love these little hot springs. They used to be all over the place, but when they bulldozed the woods, they took these with them. It's stupid, because now there are hot springs resorts. 
those stupid developers could have made so much of their precious money and not destroyed my home. Gigi yanked her dress over her head then she started wiggling out of her panties. Come on, Ricky! Rick stared at her. He realized at that moment he hadn't taken the time to fully view her. She was beautiful. Her long, slender legs, tiny body and perfectly formed breasts practically glowed in the sunlight. He watched her as she took a flying leap into the water. She submerged and then came back up. She swam around in the crystal blue water. Come on, Ricky! Get naked! The water is deliciously warm. Rick grinned as he yanked his shirt over his head and started making his way out of his pants. He got so caught up in rushing that he tripped and landed face first at the edge of the pool. Gigi immediately burst into a fit of giggles. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ricky. I can't help it. You just look so funny. Are you hurt? Only my pride. He muttered. Rick pushed himself up. Gigi grabbed his wrist and pulled him forward. With a little sound of surprise, he fell into the water. He popped up out of the water, and Gigi was holding his pants. She tossed them on the bank. The water was warm, and it bubbled slightly. Gigi swam over to the miniature waterfall. The water was fed via streams, but the heat comes from these little bubble vents from under the ground. Gigi pressed up against the rock. Mmm, I feel one now. Come feel Ricky. Rick swam up close to her. His foot hit rock and he stood behind her in the water. Reaching in front of her, he felt the bubbling fissure. Hey, that's kid of cool. Cool nothing. Gigi leaned forward. It's nice and warm, and hits in just the right spot. Gigi placed her hands on the embankment and looked over her shoulder at Rick. Rick grinned back at her and pressed up close, his cock stroking the crack of her ass. He leaned over her then and stroked her slit the bubbles from the vent tickling his fingers. She moaned softly. He slipped a finger into her tight pussy as he trailed kisses along her shoulders and neck. Wrapping his free arms around her, he cupped a breast in his hand, gently stroking her soft folds. Gigi moaned louder as Rick began to suck lightly on her neck, his cock rubbing her ass. He lifted her slightly and his cock went between her legs, softly stroking up against the slit. Adjusting his fingers he opened her and slid himself in. Rick rubbed her lips around his cock, the bubbling fissure now stimulating his cock and balls. He began to pump himself in and out, his fingers teasing her nipple, his mouth raving her shoulder and neck. He bounced her up and down, driving himself in and out, the bubbles almost ticking his balls. Her ass was firm and smooth against his belly, his chest pressed against her back. She moaned loudly under him her nails digging into the side of the pond. Rick, oh yes, just like that, oh. She threw her head back, her long blonde hair in his face. He savored the smell of her, the taste and the feel. He picked up a pace he wasn't ever aware he could go, fighting against coming right there. He wanted, no, needed her to come with him, a symphony of desire and passion. He felt her shudder beneath him, her pussy lips clamping around him. He let himself go then, they came together, she rippling throughout. He felt her climax several times, the bubbles from the fissure making her unable to stop the sensations. They were almost too much to bear for him. They finally broke apart, unable to take any more. He collapsed against the bank, she curled up against him. 
Her head on his chest, she closed her eyes and enjoyed listening to the sound of his heartbeat. He kissed the top of her head. Gigi. Rick began quietly. Yes, Ricky? Stay with me. What? Gigi raised her head up and looked deep into Rick's eyes. If I could have anything in the world, the only thing I want is for you to stay with me. Forever and ever. Rick pulled her face forward and gently kissed her lips. Oh, Ricky, you have no idea how much I've wanted to hear that. A single tear rolled down her cheek. Is it possible? Is it not asking too much? Ricky, I will be with you until the stars collapse. All I ever wanted was to give you everything you desired. Rick pulled Gigi close. Then you are what I desire. 